It's time for Done Being Single with your hosts, Trevor and Robbie Scharf. If you're dating the same type over and over again, making the same mistakes and not finding love, then you're not done being single. What you need is some tough love dating intervention, Trevor and Robbie style. Whether you're new to dating or have been dating forever, we've got you covered. Now, here are your hosts, Trevor and Robbie Sharp. This is for Karen, too. Welcome to Done Being Single. Welcome, everybody. How's everybody doing? Well, we're good. <laughs> our audience of <laughs> one is great. Uh, we have our friend today. We have a friend in studio with we us. We do. Her name's Karen Weiss. Hello. Old friend. Hello, Karen. I mean, old friend. I mean, now she's not old, but <laughs> known each other for a long time. And uh, she's the perfect person for, for this episode. Actually, we all are, because this episode is about doing the work. My least favorite Your expression. Your least favorite expression. Why do I have a problem with that expression? <laughs> Every time I say, because I've done the work, Robbie just rolls his eyes and shakes his head and... Because you don't understand it, and you've never done the work. That's very presumptuous of you. How do you know? Because what is you're the perfect. Work? <laughs> <laughs> well, and, uh... and, okay, right, you are boring, and people who are perfect tend to be boring. Uh, no, okay, thank you for none of that. No, but it's it's true. You do not like when I say that, or you don't get well, it. I just, you find just that, don't... I, I just find that when I hear that expression, I think you do the work, and then it just, it's so generic in general that it doesn't say anything and people are probably left wondering what work are we talking about so that's what my point is okay so back to what i just said about if you had issues and things problems to resolve wounds to heal right pain to relieve you would understand what our our journey is but I have and maybe it's things. a chick thing i'm not sure oh i'm sorry maybe it's a chick thing i don't know maybe it is but it could be a guy thing too you know there could be elements of that i mean i think that hopefully evolved men have work to do as well or have done the work whatever that means okay so Let's ask you first. What is your what's your definition of doing the work of doing the work? I think acknowledgement of the issue that you have, whether it is something that you have thought about or that has been brought to your attention from others. Once you acknowledge that you have an issue and you need to address it, then you find out what is it going to take to correct it, to get on the other side of it. And then you tackle it. To me, that is the work. Am I wrong? No, you're correct. Okay, go further. Okay, so <laughs> that's a hundred points. All right, Keep very going. good. And now for the lightning round. No, okay, so that is one issue. Now, if there are compounded issues, if you have to get through one to get to the next issue, again, you've got to tackle them in order. You can't possibly get to the second issue first if you've got to get to the first issue before the second one. So I don't know. I don't okay, know if there's so else. you're on to it. You're getting it. But now let's dive deeper. Let's drill deeper. Let's get down into the weeds with this. What does the work involve? What does it, in, what does okay. it require? That's probably for you to answer. My thought would be that it involves professional guidance. It involves doing Ding. some research. It involves talking to good friends. Yes, <laughs> come on. That's, what, that's on my list. I don't think so. 
<laughs> no, it does. Why not work it out that way? Um, okay, because everybody has opinions and you don't know if they're getting the right guidance from some people. I agree, but there is benefit to talking it out, getting advice, getting yes. feedback. You know, why not? It's why all not? food for thought. That's okay. Correct? Yes. All right, what else? I'll pick up when you leave. Off. Go ahead. I'm ready for you. All right, you want to know what I did? Absolutely. The work for me? Okay. And by the way, it all continues. So I did it, and I would do it again. Very good. Because that's what life asks of us, is to maintain and stay on task and on track. So here's here's just a few of the things I've done to do the work, okay, that, that is included in the work. Therapy, past, present, possibly future. And I mean, you know, talk therapy with a therapist or my fave, hypnotherapy. That is your fave. It is. It is my go-to quick on and you don't have to sit on the couch you are in you're out uh you are your head is screwed back on and um it's very effective yes okay uh journaling 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 a journaling we shall go yeah journaling is incredibly cathartic where is the beef it's on in my journal, which you will never see, because you know why you'll never see it? Because I write. You're a drunken lush. I know that already. I mean, you're telling me something I don't already know. My journaling involves writing a full page of thoughts, rants, feelings, uh, whatever. I write it out all out to the very, very bottom. I don't stop. I don't edit. I don't look. I don't correct for spelling or grammar. I get to the bottom. I tear it out. Crumple it up, throw it away. That's my job. That is. But it is like a purge. It's like a v- v- vomit. Okay? It's a. It's actually, technically, it's called a thought dump. May I go on? Mm. I'll wrap this up because I know you're getting really bored. No, I'm not. Okay. Um, it's not uh, about you. Yes, it is. Right now it is. And suddenly things turned ugly. Okay. I read a lot of, so, as you know, Self-improvement, personal growth, blogs, books, bring it on, bring it, give it to me, give it to me. I cannot get enough, okay? I meditate, and you know that. I do. And that is a, at times it's daily, and I really commit to it. There have been times where it's been really, really, you know, regular. 10 minutes, 10 to 15 minutes on the couch Mm -hmm. where I close the doors and tell you just not come in. Yes, you okay? do Okay. I seek out, and I'm not ashamed to say it, guidance from alternative healers. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, they have given me great enlightenment over the years. Jesus Christ, I exercise, for God's sakes. Come on. Yes, you do. Right? If that isn't part of doing the work, I don't know what is. I exercise, and I also exercise my demons. So while I'm doing all, it's all... That's that's spelled differently. Exorcising my demons, yes. I talk things out with friends I respect. That's what they're there for. And I listen to my husband, who really... Does have some great constructive Why, thank you, feedback. This is all, in my opinion, doing the work. It's everything. It's everything and anything. It's any kind of method, treatment, approach, technique that works for you that's going to heal you and okay. get you to. You know, I'm trying to be serious over here, and you're not helping things. Right. Anything that's anything that's going to get you look. Our guest is sweating already because she knows what I'm talking about. We have two menopausal women here. (laughs) 
Can you hit me with some of that breeze? Okay. That's where I'm coming from with okay. this episode. So I'm. Excellent. We're gonna. We're going deeper, babe. We we're are. going deeper, okay. and we've got our friend Karen here because she knows firsthand. She is in the work right now. Well, She's doing it. We have Karen in the audience, and but... we've got our headliner, Bex right. Burton, who is a transformation coach, relationship coach, empowerment coach, coach's coach. Wonderful. She's well, going to sort her out. Well, okay. <laughs> so we we have about. Bend over, Karen. We have about a minute and a half. <laughs> You're going to so. get sorting out. <laughs> Till our break. So, Karen. Yes. How are you? Good. Yeah? <laughs> yes. What, you've been listening into this. What, what are your feelings? What are my feelings about what your wife just said? No, about how the Dodgers are going to do this year. Oh, well, the Dodgers better do good. That's how I feel. But I think she's spot on, and I've been living the life that she is talking about doing. And I've just recently have been doing that life, being present, and going inside uh, since um, like 2015. I think I just winged it all along. I'm now finally here and present. So congratulations for being on the other side of that. (laughs) Yes, very good, okay. So you've done the work. It is a daily thing. it's, it's a it, journey, it not will a never, yeah. It's a process. It, it, it always, like, subjects could vary what the work is on, but to be in tune to why you're feeling the way you're feeling, if it bothers you, to get, that is always work. There's something to do every day. It could happen with my children. It could happen with my boss. It's seeing how I take things in, what is my part in it, or how, how I can get through it. Excellent. Well, we are going to get into that. Yes, we are going to because, go to our first because break. Uh, Karen has a really interesting story, and mm-hmm. this is why I handpicked we her. We want to hear it. It's a hell of a story. Is Sadie May part of the story? She could be. All right, we hope so because she's the better Karen, part of the story. Karen's got a service pet, and it happens to be a pig. No joke. Not you, even kidding. You didn't bring her. Thank you. No, that, that's couldn't. okay. All right, we are going to go to our first break, and then we're going to come back with Bex Burton and more from Karen, Trevor, and myself. We're right back, and we are back. I cannot wait to introduce Bex Burton, who is our guest today, because she brings joyful living skills to sassy women in transition who've lost their personal sparkle. After a midlife cross-country move, getting married, and changing careers all in the same year, Bex experienced a massive identity breakdown and spiraled into a deep depression that affected her business, her marriage, and her health. Searching for healing, Beck spent several years working with dozens of professionals and experts. She realized that her key to happiness and personal fulfillment lie within her rather than beyond her, and she set out to create a life of joy, pleasure, fun, and adventure from within, focusing on creativity, spirituality, and cultivating joy. Beck supports driven, sassy women in transition, dream up, and manifest their own unique reemergent stories through her in-depth transformational Pink Taco Unit university coaching programs i can say that all day live and online (laughs) workshops spectacle dance performances and glamping adventures welcome back returning champ bex burton welcome back okay thank you bex i love your story i love your story thanks i love it too i mean on this side of it (laughs) i mean i i love it i'm sorry you went through all of it but it kind of makes you perfect for this episode because you did the work. Yeah. Oh yeah. And doing, and doing the work. I agree with everything that's been said about how it's a, a daily commitment, a daily practice, you know, cause I think that that's one of the things that we, we don't hear from 
people who've done the work or people who haven't done the work, especially, is that these these things that we're addressing and waking up to, these patterns, these ch- the, these early life programming and, and wounds, they don't go away. <laughs> They're with us for life. You know, we we can really develop the, the the patterns, the systems, the life hacks to to work with them and to know ourselves. But yeah, th- those things are like our little buddies for life. And the the more that we can be awake to them and 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 quote do this work, you know, the better off we are. And and the more sustainable our relationships will be, whether those be professional relationships or romantic relationships. I mean, it's that is something I mean it, it's completely changed my life I, I would say yeah I've, I've probably been in in this work I'd say for the last like five six six years of my life um you know I, I would say that I came into it a little bit late in my mid-30s but you know it's we get to these places I think where we hit the either the rock bottom or the last star or whatever you want to call it where it's like oh shit I just had the same breakup that I've had four times in a row with four different people, you know, like, well, okay, well, I found the perfect person, but shit, six months later, he's acting just like my ex or, you know, and it's like, well, there's a lot more to these circumstances than meets the eye. And I think those are the the golden gateways for doing the work. Yeah, there is all kinds of upside to doing the work and it continues. I mean, look, I do believe that you are enough I really do. The concept of being enough, you are. But yeah. only you can prevent repeated mistakes, mm-hmm. you know, t- certain heartbreak, sabotage, all those things that we tend to do when we do not do the work. And it sounds in your case that you had to bottom out before you took it on. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I feel like I was really fortunate in that I recognized an initial pattern when I was still a single person before I was married. I had you know, sort of the the classic relationship breakup that I had, you know, I was like, wow, that felt a lot like that last one and the one before that. And that was sort of my my first opportunity to say, well, with three different men, I'm the common denominator, you know, and that was sort of like the opening of that, you know, and I, I thought that doing the work at that time was like, well, I guess relationships aren't, aren't for me right now. So I'm going to be a single person for longer than my longest relationship and get to the bottom of this and fix this. You know, and that's yeah. what I thought doing the work was for a while until I met the man who's now my husband. And it was like, oh, my gosh. Oh, great. I did. I did such good work. I attracted the perfect person. And he's amazing. And we're going to live happily ever together after together. You that's know, what Travis then, said. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But then comes a whole other set of, of work you have to do once you get into the relationship, which is a whole other episode, by the way. That's well, it, should, it should be part of that. That's doing I mean, the work uh, part two <laughs> at some is, point. Yeah. Gonna, and, we will. And I think. Yeah, yeah when you when is... you get when you finally get what you've wanted wanted and hoped for and dreamed about and waited right. for, I'm telling you, there's a whole other set of shit that comes up when totally. that happens. Totally. And what you wanted for and waited for and hoped for, it, it as it turns out in my situation, and I think a lot of other people experience this, is that is attracting somebody else who's willing to do the work. Because only in that container when both people are recognizing, hey, there's there's some conflict here, but I love you more than that conflict. Let's like that that's really the only where only place where that work is really going to thrive and do good. Because if you've got one partner who's awake to the to the issues, even if it's just their own issues, 
you know, they're, they're not happening in a, in a silo. They're not happening in, in, in an echo chamber, right? There's always two people who are contributing to a dynamic. So, so first for you, and then we'll talk about what you recommend prescribe for your clients. What was really powerful and effective for you? What did you have to do that was the work? Yeah. Well, I think first was recognizing that my gravitational black hole is, is a pattern of running. Like, F this, F this, I'm out of here, flip the table, walk out of the restaurant. That, that was my historic pattern in relationships. And once I attracted this, this, this man who, you know, is all about my hopes and dreams, and he, he's now my husband, the very first thing was kind of recognizing that what we had together, the attraction and the, the depth, it was going to be far more painful for me to go back to that pattern of flip the table and walk out of the restaurant than to actually lean in and say, oh, okay, well, I want to stay with this guy, so what do I need to do to stay with this guy? So that was like the, sort of the very first thing, you know, and then there were, there was therapy, of course, that I think is, I think everybody needs to do therapy. If you're a human being, if you've had parents in this lifetime, whether they were, you know, in your life or not, <laughs> I think that qualifies us for therapy because, you know, when we're in the age of zero to seven, some might argue up to 15, we're very impressionable. We live in a theta state. We cannot tell the difference between reality and fantasy, nor can we differentiate the difference between what is somebody else's problem or somebody else's fault versus our own fault. So at a very young age, we're taking on a lot of responsibility that ends up being these stories that play out in our adult relationships. So that essentially is what the therapy process was for me, was going to see a professional who could walk me through my early childhood years. Because up until up until I was about 30, I thought I had a picture-perfect New England white picket fence upbringing, Norman Rockwell-like, you know. And it wasn't until, you know, in my 30s, I witnessed other friends and, and people that I know have very different family dynamics that I had. And I started to recognize all of the things that my family unit ingrained in me that were playing out in, in my adult relationships that I was not privy to. I just thought they were normal family dynamics. Nobody talks about anything. Nobody talks about emotions. Nobody touches anybody, you know, but like come to find out that's not, that's not universal truth, but that's, you know, the, the information that I was given that bless <laughs> that I get to unpack as an adult and, you know, be aware of in myself to relate and be a good partner to my husband. And he's doing the same work too. But yeah, you were asking me like what the, the process was. Therapy, for me, another big part of my process was slowing down. You know, I was a New Yorker before I got married and my whole life in New York was about go, 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 do, 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 do more and then double down and do even more. I think I worked three jobs and I was constantly on the go and constantly creating and doing things and there's nothing wrong with that except for the fact that it robbed me of the opportunity to get real with myself and to check in with my emotional state and check in with my happiness level my fulfillment level in life and so once my my man and I moved out to Colorado and I'm like no longer in an urban environment and no longer up to the gills with commitments I started to have this downtime and this slowness where the discontent started to rise to the surface and I was actually able to look at it and pay attention to it and say, oh, there's something more here that I desire 
that I'm not getting? And what is, what's the, what's the, the root of that? So that was another part of it was slowing down and, and getting real with myself. What happens? What if you don't know how to do that? I can't take for granted or assume that our audience knows is kind of hip to all this stuff. So that's our job is to enlighten them and give them practical tools to be able to access, you know, the pain and suffering that you don't know you have. And I got to say something. Mm -hmm. It is, it's really hard to face the hard truths about yourself. It's really, no one wants to go there. Yeah. Well, no that's, that, I think that's the first stage, though. Is how are you learning what you need to know to change? How is this c- coming to your attention? Is it something that you realize you have done that you don't want to do anymore, either a pattern that you're repeating, or is somebody bringing it to your attention that you know you, you got to watch, you got to check yourself when you're you know, like before this. you wreck yourself, right? Yeah. So where... I, think, I think it happens. I think it's all it all comes to the surface with our longing and our discontent. You know, when we're experiencing pain, when we're experiencing suffering, especially in relationships, right? If you have a difficulty attracting relationships, that is symptomatic of some wound that lies underneath. If you have a challenge holding on to a long-term relationship, growing relationship for years and years, that's symptomatic of another underlying something. So it's, I think the the answer to your question of, of like, where do we even know that we have work to do starts with well, what's falling apart and not, and I don't, I don't want to use the, the words falling apart, but where are you discontent in your life? Where do you have a desire yeah. that is bigger than what your results have been producing? We have to go to a break, unfortunately. Okay. So uh, we will come right back and continue this conversation. Okay, great. We'll be right back. Okay. And we are back. I was just going to say before we went to break that sometimes you, like you were saying, Robbie, sometimes you just know like there's something not working there's just something's awry i am not happy i'm not achieving the success that i i want i'm i don't feel fulfilled this just life sucks other times someone will tell you and it brings they, that person will bring it to your attention and then other times like in the case of karen it's just it's thrust upon her and all of a sudden she's got a, a horrific uh trauma and and crisis and that might be the which difference then between... sends that person on a quest for healing okay and that might be the difference between men and women in that women may be more self-aware than most guys because guys that would be confronted with that same exact scenario uh, i'm not content i'm not doing whatever i'm doing might first put it on the other person as the reason that this is not happening not they're not looking inward first and that's such an important thing. You have to be able to look at yourself first to yeah. really figure out, is this an issue? Is this an yeah, ongoing right? pattern? I want to I want to break this pattern right now and take a new tact. Okay. So let's talk about Karen yeah. and her issue and what happened. Okay, so I want to introduce our good friend Karen into the conversation who's been a lifelong friend of mine and had, well, she'll tell you her story and take it away, Karen. Oh, well, it's um, nice to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, It's hard for me to take it from the beginning, but I'm going to condense it. Here we go. Married for 28 years, two kids, two sons. In 2009, I found a text on my husband's phone that was international 
from somebody that said, have a great day, I love you, and which put me into complete orbit. And I kicked him out of the house because I didn't understand what happened. And I thought at the time I had a son that was on drugs and I couldn't deal with both. So we went into marriage counseling and treated this particular situation as a marriage vow. I thought he broke a vow. And I mean, in essence, in the the vows, yes, he did, but it goes much deeper. Flash forward to 2009, I found a piece of mail that had a credit card on it. And this credit card is one that you could fill for an international company. I've seen it before. And so I asked, I figured out what it was. My husband was loading an account out with money to a young lady in the Philippines. This is the second time. The first time was also a young lady in the Philippines. I think she was maybe 19, 20 years old. I don't know if he sent her money, but they were communicating daily for 27 months via text, via Skype, I guess that was happening, but never any contact. So this was the second time. And I, I didn't know what to do because I was married 26 years at the time. And I just knew that this this couldn't happen. And I was f- afraid of being alone, to be honest with you. But how much can I accept? Like what, how much more pain and violation of this relationship? So flash forward, he said that he would go into a program called Sexaholics Anonymous. So, so he went to Sexaholics Anonymous and he did the program for like five months. And I said, well, you know, I'm going to join the Al-Anon part of that because I want a marriage. And if I need to live within the 12 steps, I'll do it. You know, I was I was willing to save it so bad that I would do anything for this marriage that really had nothing to do with me. And my distinction now is my version of having that picket fence, 2.5 kids, marriage, a community, temple, fabulous neighbors, went into Sexaholic Anonymous. I went into the Al-Anon program and this man never stopped. So he was saying that he was clean from addiction because that's what he is. He is a sex addict and is a very sick man but he lived a life with me and never stopped supporting this one woman. Detached from me, said he had to move into the other room saying he had to do finish this step, he couldn't work together. And then made up this story that he had to go to Africa to build solar houses for who knows. And he showed my sons and me the plans and said he had to go. And I'm flash forwarding because I know we're on time. My sons drove them to the airport. I said, please text me your itinerary because it's not like you're going to frickin' Montana. You're going to Africa. He never texted me. I hacked into the computer, um, which now that I, I asked for transparency from the first time. And the lovely, brilliant man he is, he didn't erase his trash. And I found a ticket to Manila that he bought a year before. And it said, Todd and Ella Adventures. 
I was gutted. Mm. I can't even explain to you. I was gutted. That year was crazy. My kids finally saw me cry uncontrollably. I never cried in front of them. I was like my mother. My mother raised me like I was from the 50s. You cook, you smile, you put your lipstick on. And yet I was living in the modern world and I made more money than him. So my values were just so confused. Like, do I put on my lipstick or make meatballs and act normal? There was no normal anymore. Abnormal was my new normal. So anyway, found out when he landed back home in the States. I packed his shit in trash bags. I hired a lawyer. I had him served out of the cab. He didn't even look up at the house which we built together. And I have not spoken to him since. And we did have to email like, you know, do you want the TV and the couch, that kind of shit. But I have not spoken to him on the phone. And I really rather never see him again in my life but I have two children and and I have two grandsons so my work is continual every day because I hear a song I hear a picture I was married a very long time and I did love him that was the problem do your kids have relationships with him I think they're trying to now look I'm all choked up now yeah, sorry, sorry. <clears throat> all I, right uh Bex uh there you go yeah. that was uh, quite a setup Karen, oh, first of all, I just want to honor you for sharing your story and for being with us and for speaking about this so publicly because your story is helping so many women out there who are in similar situations and are in that that fear of the unknown and that cloud of uncertainty of what the F to do next. And the fact that you're on this side of it is, I mean, you're a survivor, you're a warrior. I, I feel like a warrior. I actually felt myself slipping in 2015 because I also got fired from my job after mm-hmm. 30 years and I had to sell my house because he built the house and I could not look at a doorknob without crying. I just, yeah. just lost my shit. So that was so many losses on, on every level, spiritual, financial, that I, if I let, I think I, my sons came to me, one son and said, mom, I need you to get on point. I can't, I can't watch you do this. I was not getting out of bed. I was crying. I was drinking wine at 9am. I don't do that. And I was smoking cigarettes and I don't do that. I was doing everything that it did when I was 16 and all just just came flushing back to me. And if they had quaaludes, I'm sure I would have taken one and come out of retirement, but we didn't do that. But anyway, um, I pulled myself up because I wanted my sons to see what a strong woman looks like. And it's taken time. I'm still getting there. You're on point, Karen, let me tell you. You are. So, uh, yeah. okay. so I'm here. Yeah. Well, this is, Hello. you're doing the work, girl. Right. This doing is part work. of doing the work. And we're going to, we got to, what? We have to go to a break and then I'm going to come back Shut with Bex. I'm so sorry. We, ha- <laughs> we, we have to do this right now because we're at the end of this segment. So sure. we will be right back. I just want to say to our friend Karen, <laughs> you are the fucking greatest. I love you so much. <sighs> yeah. And, it's, it's, Let, okay, let's just, get Bex. Bex. Let's just say your Karen comes to you, gives oh, you this, tells yeah. you the story. What are the first few things that you would do to help her? Well, first of all, I mean, Karen, again, you are a survivor. You're a warrior, and 
You know, I think the very first thing is reaching for forgiveness and just self-compassion and recognizing that the path that you've walked has been, I don't know if I could swear it up, but it's, yes. it's been really hard. It's been really hard. It's been fucked up. It's been hard. Oh, yeah. And the fact that you couldn't get out of bed and the fact that you were drinking wine at 9 a.m. is not, it's not the end of the world. It's like, it's like you were suffering, you were experiencing grief, you were experiencing major loss, you're experiencing identity breakdown. And what do we do in those moments? We go to what we know to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. We, we, we reach for possibly self-destructive behaviors because at one time in our life, those served us. They did. And, 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 but, and well. But now, now that we're at this age in our life, you know, it's it's obvious to other people in our life, possibly sooner than it is obvious to us. Your son said, hey, I, I see you in these unhealthy patterns. I, I, I need you to be on point. I, I love you. I, I want to, you know, I, I want to show this to you. And and if he hadn't said that, it probably would have occurred to you at some point, like, hey, this isn't serving me. I can do better because you, you're you able to move through the process up until that point, right? So reaching for self-compassion and just like allowing yourself to have had the fucked up experience and the loss at that magnitude and allow yourself to have, be human and experience these emotions, that's literally the first step. Because the more we say, oh, I should be doing this or I shouldn't be feeling this way or I should be getting back at my getting my shit back together. I mean, while those things might be true, it's not helping the situation in the immediate moment when we're flooded with those emotions and when the experience is really fresh. Okay, so... And even... Yeah, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. My, my question... My first question is, how do you prioritize what to fix first? What do you address first? Because it's yeah. it's basically you're looking at Mount Everest in front of you. Sure. And it can be so daunting of a task that the work at hand is, I, I can't even do it. I'm going back to bed. So how yeah. do you chip away at this? And how do you prioritize what to chip away at first? Totally. Great question. So there's the self-compassion, the forgiveness. That's the, that's the first piece. If you're If you struggle with that, that's the first entry point to speaking with a professional, which would be the next step. Because in, in my mind, you know, we looking at any self-destructive behaviors, like, okay, I'm drinking nine, wine at 9 a.m. or, you know, whatever it is that is not a healthy behavior, that would be sort of the next step. But again, when we're in it, especially when there's identity breakdown, especially when there's grief, when there's loss, when there's trauma, which is exactly what we're talking about here, people, is trauma with capital T. When those things are at play, it's not like Karen can say, oh, I'm drinking wine at 9 a.m. That's really not good for me. Maybe I should put it down and go to work and go be productive and creative and all these other things because she's experiencing like super low-level vibrational life experience. So those are the moments where we need each other the most. And if if that can be professional help, then God bless, please go find it, whether that be a therapist, ideally. In my book, it uh, it takes a village. Like in my situation, I hide it. <laughs> I'm in couples therapy, I'm in individual therapy, working with coaches, um, working with other people in my social network who have done their work, as well as other people in my social network who haven't done like who haven't done their work. Like honestly, I had a conflict with my husband Friday morning, and shortly after we had a visit from a, a, a mutual friend who has not done her work, and she was actually a great angel of like recognition that, wow, we're, we're actually not doing so bad. We're okay. You know, so it's, it's being in community, being social is a big part of, of healing. 
I mean, there's like you said, uh, Robbie. There, there. It is like Mount Everest, but there are there are definitely building blocks of coming home to ourselves that are really imperative in this process. You know, the professional help, um, the social aspect, um, physical. You know, Trev, I know that you mentioned you exercise. That's a huge part of it. Moving our body moves energy. So even if they're just like walks every day, you know, or or every other day, but like getting the body in motion is a huge part of the process. Sacred solo time is another thing. Every single woman who comes into my practice is is given the homework task of sacred solo time, which is at least 10 minutes of uninterrupted and non-consuming content time where it's just you and you. And whether that be journaling or meditating or taking walks or playing with the cat or dog or, you know, making soup. It doesn't really matter as long as we're not consuming content. We're re not reading books or podcasts, but those definitely are valuable parts of the puzzle. But for at least 10 minutes a day, it's the sacred space to spend time with ourselves to, to, to rebuild that relationship, which has been damaged in, in these identity breakdown circumstances. Just to follow up, I was in therapy with my husband and yeah. he had a double life. So you actually have to be with a partner who is with you. I mean, body, soul, spirit. He, he was just a shell and saying he was doing the work and yeah. I, I was doing the work and he wasn't there. So it's, it's just, you do have to have a professional. I believe that with my heart and soul. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that what you're speaking of is, is also a really important point where it's not just like individuals doing their work off on their own, but also coming together and attempting to do the work together. Correct. And Karen, I, I think that your situation is just a really deep, heavy situation because your, your husband did have a double life and, you know, and, and we could get into the conversation of like, okay, well, what was the programming that you're operating with? You know, you mentioned that you came from a mother who was just like, you cook, you smile, you put your lipstick on, you don't say anything, you don't rock the boat, you don't disturb the water. So there's there's that whole aspect of, of our own responsibility to contend with. But you're absolutely right in saying that if you don't have a partner who is honestly willing to do the work with you or their own work and come together, then you're just paddling around in circles. Yes. So. Let me get to Bex and yeah. wrap her up because she has to leave. So okay. Bex, can you let our audience know how they can find you? Absolutely. Thanks for asking. It's BexBurtonCoaching.com. And I have a free eight-day primer, basically, on how to come home to ourselves. What are these building blocks on BexBurton.com? It is the 101 course for Pink Taco University. So any of the, the <laughs> ladies out there who are Love wanting that. a little Pink Taco sass in their life and just, you know, like, again, coming through this identity breakdown and coming through these traumatic experiences, whether they be from childhood or present day relationships, it's it's really about who the F am I today without the nonsense of that journey, that, that, that whole thing that I just went through, how do I rebuild and how do I create the life that I really want? Excellent. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll say goodbye to you now. You're welcome to that hang, of course, good. but thank, thank you. Thank you guys so much, Karen. Thank, thank you, you so much for sharing oh, your story. You're so Bex. welcome, Bex. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Robbie Trevo, always a pleasure. See you thank again. you guys for doing All right. what you do. See you bye. Soon. All right, bye guys. Thanks. Karen. Yes. I need to know what your what your action plan consists of. What's in your toolbox? What have you done? What's the work that you've been doing? 
Oh, well, it's, it's a huge, huge toolbox, but the toolbox that I carry today is a very healthy toolbox. What have you done? Well, I never stopped working out, even when I was drinking wine and smoking cigarettes. Smart. Those are the three things that were in my wheelhouse that I knew that I was doing. But today, I, I've traveled. Travel is very important to me, and I travel to places that inspire me with my girlfriend who goes to India and or Bali or those beautiful places. And, and I, I really learn the practice of breath and being present, and it's, it's a spiritual journey. And when I'm back in L.A., I try and hold on to it, although sometimes it just goes out the window on the 405. But I try and, and bring it back that I'm here, I'm present, I'm I'm doing I'm doing okay. I mm-hmm. have a job, I work out, I have two grandkids, I travel. Do you still get therapy? Every week. Okay. What about mantras? Were you taught something to repeat? No. No Do you have your own little not really self empowerment? No, no. I I my self empowerment is just knowing how to wrap it up <laughs> knowing um just where what i've been through and who i am today that empowers me every day okay karen thank you it's uh very emotional obviously and uh, we feel you yeah i i love that she's uh face it head on yes i mean you but, have to but you don't you, have to you know there are a lot of people that, that wouldn't have I, I did not know karen then but I do know Karen now, and I'm you know blown away by the story. But I also have to say that you are one of the most solid people we know. Oh. And we love you to bits, and we just you're you're in the highest echelon of our friends, and uh, we just want you to know that. I mean, oh. much respect, sister. Thank yes. you. Really, Thank you. I just I I love how you've gone about your life and your healing and the work that you've done, and I get it, man. You know, been there, not like that, but been there. And and the, like I said, it continues. And it however, continues. and you guys listening, whatever does it for you, whatever and, makes you, gives you a sense of well-being, healing, empowerment, do it, practice it, make it a daily part of your like, routine. Like Beck said, it's the work you do individually, but also the work you do as a couple, because there is work that yes, we always involve ourselves in on a daily basis. Yes. And it pays dividends. It does. If we do the work, we come out ahead. We really do. Right on. Love you, baby. Love you, baby. Love okay. You uh, we are done being single. Yes. Hopefully and, uh, you are too. And have a great week, everybody. Uh, but first, please follow us. Yes, follow us on Twitter. At done being single everywhere. And write a Instagram. little review if you would. That would be great. Instagram, Twitter, we're everywhere. And feel free to write us any questions you have. Yeah, if you have your own story that you want to share anonymously or otherwise, please email us at Treva and Robbie at DunbeanSingle.com. Oh, and if I can help anybody, they could. And please, yeah, if you have uh, similar issues to uh, to Karen and want to get her expertise on it, feel free to contact us and we'll put you in touch with her. And then you can also, for my coaching services, please go to my website, trevabrandonsharf.com. And on that note, we're done. We're, we bring it home, babe. Everybody have a great week. Aloha. We'll be back next week. Shabbat shalom. Bye-bye. I'm Shadow Stevens with my friends, Trevor and Robbie. 
See you next week on Done Being Single.